1: This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Fennoy, the voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to ZombieCast.
0: This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to zombie ZombieCast. <laughs> Sarah Wayne
1: Callies and you're listening to Zombiecast.
2: This is Lori Holden and you're listening to Zombiecast. This is Danny Drew, and I'm listening to Zombiecast. You better be listening to it too. Well you are if you're hearing me. So keep listening. Hi.
0: Hey y'all, this is Lou Temple, you know me as Axel from The Walking Dead And I'm here to tell you,
2: zombie Cast. stay tuned in, you follow me? And thank you Romero for that super awesome introduction this weekend Welcome Zombies to cast an unofficial guide to all things zombie Episode 389 where I'm shown I am Matt
1: Hey, this is Norma
2: And hey, this is Ted <laughs> and thank you, zombies, for another download of ZombieCast this week. We want to thank you no matter where you get us, iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast. But the best place is our brand-new site over at ZombieCast.net. Come over here, click the bio link, see what we look like, see what we like, what we like, all the things we like. Uh, but check out the feed over there at ZombieCast.net. Click the contact And email us. Let us know where you're listening from. We've been getting some emails from you guys. Uh, I got a question this week I will read later in the show from an emailer that listened to us from last week. So uh, keep those emails coming. Keep the questions coming. Just let us know where you're listening to ZombieCast from. Uh, There's also a link over there to ZombieResearchSociety.com as we want to remind you guys to go to ZombieResearchSociety.com. It's the official radio show of the Zombie Research Society. Go over there and browse all the news articles and you can listen to the podcast form of ZombieCast over there on the very front page. It's got the complete library there just like at zombiecast.net but check it out over there you know they're like the headquarter of zombies the founder over there matt moak you guys also saw on the the talking dead he had the survival segment and uh they had big huge people on the panel over there the great late george romero the king of zombies was actually on the panel with the zombie research society so go check those guys out we do want to thank the late great george romero uh matt moak we want to thank Zambathon and the man of the hour. They, you know, he he's been there for two weeks, three weeks now. This new guy named Cameron. I've been hearing good things about Cameron. He's way cooler um, than
3: the old, the original Cameron.
2: Yeah, Cameron and, and, two. Better
1: than Carmine B.
3: Yeah,
2: and, and Cameron okay. 2.0 and three. So this is. Quad Cameron, I think. So go check out all the Cameron articles. If you check out anything, check out the Cameron guy. Cameron, we love you. But we do want to thank you guys for having the Zombie Cast as one and all official radio show of the Zombie Research Society. So go there, zombieresearchsociety.com, and check those guys out. And while you guys are over on the social medias, we want you to like and follow Zombie Cast World on both places and click the banner up top and follow each individual hostess. We have those tagged up there. Because we love being with you zombies all week he long. Did. Yeah, he did, he yeah. Did. And guys, man, it's getting a little cooler here in the Carolinas. And Ted, is it is it still blazing hot there? Or, or are you getting no. the little it holiday was, jingle?
3: It was pouring holiday down Jean. rain. And I had to go drive out somewhere, and it was that type of rain where you can't even see the road. And oh, then I hate you, that. you go over a bridge oh, and rain. the water's super yeah. deep, and another car blows by, and all they spray water all over your all over your windshield, and for like two seconds, you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna die like you can't see you can't see anything because yeah. you know that happens yeah. you literally cannot like little, yeah it was so and then like i had to turn on the defroster in the car oh that's the worst and it started actually making the the car like the window got foggier and i literally couldn't see out i'm trying wiping with my hand it, it was a big fucking mess yeah it's, it's definitely getting cooler like i'm already thinking about putting some halloween decorations up just just to get in the spirit you know it's too it's what's fucking Seventeen My days until Ted. October, but why not? Yeah. yeah, I mean that tells your
1: neighbors it's not canceled, so you know what I mean that might motivate them to to do. Well, well
2: you got to so. think, you know that that rain that you're getting, Ted, just a little bit up north in the Canadian.
3: That's a, that's, that's, a, yule, that's, a yule, that's a Yuletide Christmas breeze blowing through.
0: Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's chilly as crap here. It's like it's it's starting to get like uh spring jacket die? and jeans say, and sweater yeah, weather. I wore,
3: yeah, I wore a jacket today for the first time. Um let me see. What the weather right now here is probably not it's it's current oh, holy shit, no. Seventy eight. It's supposed I'm to be seventy
2: four the high here tomorrow. It was
3: seventy eight, but it was pouring down rain, so it felt a lot cooler than that.
2: Oh, well,
3: but but the high for a week from now is going to be seventy three with a low of fifty three. So the low is getting pretty chilly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But you know it's going to be getting cooler and cooler and cooler as the holidays are are among us. It's one hundred and two days to Christmas, guys. Matt, it's coming, man. Are you I'm happy? Bug.
0: Are you polishing Christmas? up your jingle bells, Matt? Uh, what tonight? Oh no, no, yeah, it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I'm I'm really excited for Christmas. Yo. Oh. Oh. Excited. Are you
1: really, Ooh, Matt? It, oh. Really? Am I the I'm only Christmas. one that's, like, bah humbug about all of this? I'm just, I'm over Christmas. I'm You're over crazy. Christmas. How are you, like, over, Christmas? I mean, you can be over Christmas? I don't know. I just don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about, like, the the wrapping stuff don't, and don't go crazy putting up a tree. We usually don't. I just yeah. don't like doing all of that. I don't know. Well, putting
2: up the tree.
3: Humbug. Putting up the trees is a pain in the ass. You know why? Because I have put up the family tree every year. like my whole life like the tree now like even when i lived in california i would come to atlanta and my dad and i would go get the tree and then we bring it in and then basically my dad would my parents would sit there while i got the lights and walked around the tree 600 fucking times wrapping (laughs) the lights it, and they're just sitting there staring and i'm like no you wow. two just 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 stay just seated relax. Ted, just, just relax just relax wow, look yeah. at ted look at
2: ted go look look at that ted go then, and, then, and
3: then mom mom does help you put up like like put decorations on it and everything but dad yeah. is just like he doesn't even know even you know, he, you know he's having some situations now but even before yeah. when he was well he didn't even know there was a fucking tree. It'd be like, oh, look, there's a tree. Yeah. And he and I would get in an argument. I swear <laughs> to God. It was our tradition to go to Pikes together and get the tree. And every year, every year, we had the same argument for 20 years in the Pikes. And you wonder, you wonder what the argument was? Absolutely. You were wrong,
2: Ted. That was No, the I argument. was right.
3: I was right. Every argument. Whatever it was, you were wrong. You're wrong. The argument was. That I I'd, I'd say, Dad, we gotta get a nine foot tree. And he'd say, No, we have an eight foot roof. And I'd say, uh. ceiling. And I'd say, but no, Dad, but the nine feet includes that two feet of stem sticking out of the top of the tree. They count that in. So when you cut that stem off, the tree's actually like seven to eight feet. So, right. and he didn't understand that, and I'd explain that to him every single year, and we would get in an argument over it's gonna be too tall for the room. No, you cut <laughs> the stem off. And every year we would drag it in, cut the stem, lift the tree up, and it fit flawlessly. Like could not have fit perf- more perfect. I've never okay. had a real tree. What is a stem? What? Get out. The stem. Yeah, you never had a real Sean, tree. I've never had a real
0: tree. I've never. i never
3: I could never not have the smell, I love the real trees. Smell tree. of I a old, tree. It's
0: easier, cleaner. That's uh, environmentally and no, thief.
1: Um, it's nice I've to cheese give up oxygen. Come on. That's, you can't get better I, than I, the no, environment. You
3: bring a Christmas a like tree. like this <laughs> tree. Part, part of my holiday my whole You're life was tree. going to a Christmas tree <laughs> lot and smelling the Christmas tree just was, in the air. You know what I'm saying, Norma? You know Norma. Yeah. The well, smell kind of the tree. Of, and then yes. you bring it in, and the, the aroma fills the house in like a couple of hours if you bring Your it aroma in. It fills just the smells house. like Christmas in the house. It does
1: now. See that I do love the one part I do love, and we actually go to a tree farm, so we go pick out our tree and chop it down ourselves. So
3: well, that you're, you're putting too much work on yourself. No, here. Well, no, well, no, that. that,
0: that, that what? Norm, I thought you said you were f- no, you are you're a real tree person. Oh, okay. Like I'm
3: a real okay. tree person. I'm trying to
0: keep track of who's who. Yep.
1: Who's yeah, you know, because I sound very skilling like fake. Ted yeah, and Sean. Fake tree So, all the way. Um I don't I don't like fake trees. I mean, it's nice that you kind of can take it down whenever you want and put it away and pull it back up and not wait for the garbage men to like, you know, get out within a certain time. But I yeah. love the whole finding a tree. I love the yeah. whole debating is this the best one? No, this looks some more uh, and then They're chopping it They're expensive, too, right? They can be expensive. It depends what kind depends you get. The, so it you depends can on
3: when you get it. No, anywhere
1: fine. between 40 to, like, $75. So I tend to always like the most expensive Like,
3: my, my dad and I would go get trees, you know, I'd get home from Christmas, like, December 12th. The tree would be 50 bucks. You know, because yeah. it, it, you wait it. But if you go, like, November 30th, it's going to be, like, $100. Uh, but, you know, either way, it's not for the joy it brings you can't put a price on the joy it brings maybe you know what and, and my brother and i when we were chill, when we were children like we would go to the t- christmas tree lot and we would ch- i still some of like, my funnest memories was us like chasing each other up and down the rows of christmas trees so excited that it was christmas
0: oh so are not you ex- a Hallmark card so
3: excited yeah, Matt.
0: yeah we're evil ten
3: now. we have
0: I'm so jolly Ted. yeah oh look at I'm look out. at wholesome Ted over here. So, Ted,
2: do you reminisce when you go back now? Because there's certain things to me that I just reminisce. Like, like with my mom being dead, you know, th- there's just some things that just bring joy to me. So, when you go to the Christmas tree lot, did, is it like a natural high for you now?
3: Yeah, well, obviously my dad can't go anymore. And he hasn't been yeah. the last couple of years. But, uh, like, my mom has been going, my brother goes. And, uh, still, yeah, I just, when it's Christmas and I pull into Pikes, we used to go to a Christmas tree lot, and then we started going to Pikes. Like, years ago when you pull in there and you walk through that front door they have the whole place decorated for Christmas they've got Santa sleigh over the door and you walk in and that smell of Christmas trees just hits you in the face And and, and, and it's also like it's a greenhouse so it's kind of like you know you can see it's it's just, I'm being it a dick, does. but I, understand. I you know,
0: understand. You know what I'm saying? I can't explain
3: yeah. it. They have a room over understand. to the left. We get that candles pro- like that,
2: Ted. We get, we get they, Christmas tree candles.
3: Well, They have like a room to the left that has all these Christmas decorations in it. You see all the wreaths up for sale. There's something about it, no matter how old I get. When I walk in, I feel happy and I feel giddy well, and see, I feel excited. With it's us. a good
1: feeling. That is With, a very good feeling. I agree, Ted.
3: With
2: us, we we get our artificial tree out, and, and for go. like like superstition is is supposedly bad luck to have the same tree up twice in one year, so it's guaranteed to be down by January first. my Mommy takes it down and tucks it away and does all that by herself. One morning, whenever we're sleeping in, we wake up and the tree will be gone.
1: Well, good for you. See. see, that's what I hate the most is taking down the tree. Decorating, yeah. okay. I hate taking it down. That to everything's me, is, like, the most cumbersome part. Everything's and maybe depressing that's what about it, is. it.
3: Because putting up the tree is is a pain in the ass, but it's a fun pain in the ass because you know it's the start of Christmas. You're gonna have yeah. this tree for the next month. All yeah. the holidays are ahead. But taking it down is a pain in the ass. But it means it's sad because Christmas is over. You're gonna throw the tree out. Christmas is over for another year, and it's just the fucking worst time of year. January through summer. <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah. there's nothing coming up and it sucks. We and know, the, Christmas and the, time. And, we the, have... and the holidays are behind you, and it's, it's I'm always Yeah, and depressed. you have to sit
1: through winter. I'm the worst depressed. part, I think, is, I mean, you know, we've had, we've been um, a family for over 20 something years, so. It never fails that every every time I pack something up and we're about to throw out the tree, I find out like I find like one or two ornaments that I completely forgot to put away or didn't. Yeah,
3: see. I am, uh, and then we need to move on. Obviously, this is off the yeah. rails. This is a conversation that should be happening in three months from now. Um, <laughs> everybody's but, but, all jolly though. I know, I know. Everybody's all jolly. Uh, but it's like, uh, I, I am like, every oh, ornament oh, on that oh. tree has sentimental value. It's all the same ornaments my whole life. When I was yes. five, I was yes. putting these same ornaments. We made some of them. There's ones mm-hmm. that I really like that I liked when I was like, like there's one that's like a rocking chair with a fiddle. And I just always loved it because I thought it was like a little guitar. And, and it has a specific place on the tree. It has to go. Like it, ah. not, I put that ornament on the tree, me no one touch it it's mine
0: <laughs>
3: and, that and that's awesome. where it goes Get your and, and it's like it. yeah like w- when yeah. i when Everybody i'm taking ornaments here when yep. i'm taking the tree down i am like adamant about searching because if one of those ornaments gets lost i will be heartbroken
2: yeah. oh yeah you know? we have we have those too, like hallmark but
3: you know a lot of people and over, and over here matt's over there putting fucking Negan on his tree <laughs>
0: yeah every year we go and buy our own uh yeah every year we go buy our like yearly ornament everyone gets nice. the, uh, is is, is
3: mad is your is your star on top of the tree like a death star
0: <laughs> that well, I mean we're not super religious families so yeah it's not like angels and stuff it's just like family guys simpsons oh. Egans we have a we it's have like a star that
3: my brother tree. made when he was like five out of cardboard it's <sighs> okay. still the star and it is falling apart and I've glued it back together and I do repair on it. It's been the same star for like thirty-five years. My brother that's made right. in kindergarten has been the star on top of the tree. That's like cute my whole though.
0: Yeah, so that's that's why it's sentimental. You're gonna have a bunch of kids this year with uh, your brothers and uh, kids, eh?
3: Yeah, that's the thing. There's gonna be th-
0: that's gonna be fun though. Like, that energy's a fun energy. He, he he sent me a video
3: yesterday and he was playing some dance fucking game with his new stepdaughter who's like seven.
0: Yeah, and they were dancing
3: <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's crazy.
0: That's family. Anyways. Horror stuff. Oh yeah. Although family is horror sometimes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say everybody's.
2: You know, a lot of people listen to politics and this, that, and the other. But everybody's all, all got big warm hearts listening to the Zombie Cast. You know what? You're welcome. You're welcome there, zombies. <laughs> we got everybody in the mood. It's, it's ready. No, to, not uh, everybody. I'm Everybody's still ready to skip up. Halloween, <laughs> Ted. Which is in how many days? How many days till Halloween, Ted? Well, you know. I think
3: it's forty-seven days till Halloween. I believe. 47. forty-seven
2: days. It's coming, man. So, and Los Angeles tried to cancel Halloween this week, right? Well,
3: yeah, there's a thing about that. Like, they, they try, Sean sends me a message Go, Ted, they canceled Halloween in LA. But Sean did not see the story that came out five seconds after they canceled, what
0: canceled is it.
3: Norma?
1: Norma? 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 Sorry. What's Sorry, this, what's I'm here. I'm here. I'm here.
0: What is going what? on? What do
3: you mean? What's going on? We just heard ten seconds of of you speaking Spanish. Yeah. Or something. <gasps>
1: you heard that, but I muted it.
0: Get no, out. We Dude, no, we heard you it. Definitely did not mute it.
1: <laughs> no, my little light was blinking. Sorry, it wasn't
0: uh, me. What is going on? Well, anyways. Well, cool. What I, what I was gonna say? Uh,
3: what was that? What the hell was I talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, don't I know. totally don't know what I was talking about anymore. We're t- talking about uh uh Los oh, Angeles. Oh, LA, LA, LA. L.A. came out and said, said, um, um, we are banning Halloween in the city of L.A. They said we're going to ban it and you can't go trick or treating. And it took all of like one hour for them to come out and change it from banning to not recommended. Because everyone in L.A. was like, you know, I know you need to follow rules, but you constitutionally cannot tell people in this country that they're not allowed to walk outside and knock on their neighbor's door.
0: Yeah, It's yeah. against
3: the law. You can't do that. And yeah. and that was brought to the attention of the people running L.A. Like, you literally can't do that. And they said, yeah. okay, well, it's not recommended. And I was like, you're not going to stop. People are still going to go out and trick-or-treat, even if you ban it. You're not going to – I want to see a video of a cop putting a 7-year-old in an Iron Man costume in the squad car. Yeah. But, don't but, you all want to see that?
2: Yeah, but, but it's I'd hard to, to do. That. Like, And I said this several times, like, in Atlanta – where you're you from, Ted, uh, on a Los Angeles, Atlanta, but, but Freaknik, you know, they tried to cancel that in Atlanta, but it was a certain date every year. So it's not like they can move it and be like, oh, Freaknik is canceled, which is like a, this black college reunion thing.
3: Yeah. It's the same day every year. So they can't stop
2: it. But, I mean, he, it,
3: but my, my point is like, again, it's like it's like the, the, the masks thing. That's the big problem with the masks is you can you can beg and plead. Because like Joe Biden was doing that. He's, he wanted to do like a mask mandate, which I personally yeah. almost feel at this point you fucking need. But they said you constitutionally cannot make people wear the mask. You You can beg them and ask nicely and stores can stop you from coming in because they're privately owned. So you can't come in without a mask, but you cannot make people who are just walking down the street put a mask on. Right. And that's just the law. But I, I'm in the camp. I wear my mask every fucking place I go. And I'm glad the stores are not letting people in without masks. But it's the same with trick-or-treating. Yeah, You can't you can't tell people they're not allowed to walk outside and knock on their neighbor's door. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Over the last few weeks, we've come up
2: with a new series, A to Z with a horror icon. <clears throat> and we kind of put a cushion on that this week, last week. And uh, we were doing a two-week series on Quentin Tarantino, so we made it halfway through his movies last week. And A to Z with a horror icon is <laughs> we kind of go through all of his movies, we, we kind of take points whether we like the film that we mentioned and that you know, all the films, whether we like it or didn't like it. But we got really strict rules with this because there's only a certain amount of films. Was it nine or ten films that Quentin Tarantino it's, has it's, out?
3: It's nine, so there's no half ass love, you have to absolutely love the yep. whole movie. So, 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 so. W- once again,
2: what movies did we go over last week? I'm I lost my list. My kids are doing homeschooling. I can't so.
3: find my my list either, but I remade it. We went over Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill, Kill Bill, Bill, and Death Proof. I think yes. we were uh, uh, Glorious Bastards is the next one that we have, need to cover. Now that's okay. and, and that's one for me that's hard because I do Brad Pitt. really like it, but I'm not sure I absolutely love it. Did
1: you say Reservoir Dogs?
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, just we did Red Dogs sure. for sure. Yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. I know week.
1: for sure
2: that was the first one. Now, I, I'm I'm huge on the history of the Holocaust, Germany, and all that stuff. I I, I loved learning about it. Uh, it, it's just such a crazy time. But this movie was not like Schindler's List. is probably one of my favorite movies of all times. When it comes to a sincere movie, man, it was. Uh, the things that the man did to help out the Jews and stuff. It was astonishing, but something about inglorious bastards. I, I'm with you, Ted. I, I don't know if I was all on board with this.
3: No, nah. I, I, love I, I saw it opening. once. Maybe yeah. I need to see it again, but I don't know, man. It has an amazing opening with the scene where Christoph Waltz goes in the house and it's like really, really tense. And he, he knows the people are under the floor.
0: And oh, yeah, that's, like, classic uh, Tarantino scene. Yeah, and that's like a, that
3: was, like, yeah. an Alfred Hitchcock scene. That scene was, yeah. like, that, that scene was amazing. Was amazing. I yeah. love the Brad Pitt's crate in the movie. Christoph Waltz, of course, was great. Yeah, he's I, always great. I, but I, it, there's a lot of boring, like, there's that part where they're in the, uh... They're like in the the bar that's underground that goes on. It's it's one of those Quentin Tarantino dialogue scenes. Oh, thrice,
0: but, yeah. But, but <laughs> it
3: goes on too long. Like I I can sit through some Tarantino dialogue scenes that don't didn't get on my nerves, yeah. um, but that one got on my nerves. Where I was just like, God, <laughs> this is going on forever and ever and ever.
0: And I, I love I, that scene. It's funny you mentioned that because I was waiting to talk about this film because I love that scene. It was just. Because the whole tension was whether or not they were German or not, right? Yeah, he was on a. And used... then he says three wrong or something. Uh, he doesn't say three the way normal Germans do, and that uh, yeah. that tips him off. That's just that's pure Quentin Tarantino. I love it.
1: Right. So. Have you?
2: Did you guys ever see Jojo Rabbit?
0: Yeah.
1: No, but you guys talked about it.
2: A it's a, it's a ago. great film. It's a great yeah. film, but it is an intense film, and there's a scene there to where like this Gestapo comes in and and. They're just kind of, like, checking the house to see if there's any Jews. And the way that they film this scene is, like, a jolly scene, but it's, like, the most intense scene ever. You remember that scene, Matt, with a tall, skinny guy?
0: Uh, I'm sorry. He
2: kind of walks no, into JoJo's tall, room. Tall, skinny
0: guy. <laughs> uh, I think so. That, that was a comedy, though. Like, that was really funny. But you're right. There's some, like, really intense uh Yeah, in and it
2: one, was this real sure. tall guy. He was, like, seven foot tall, and, and he was real bony looking. And he come in, and he had the SS badge on, and he's like, we just want to take a look around. And they're like, we're looking <laughs> for the, the dust behind the fridge. That's pretty much what we're looking for. We're no worries. Yeah. And, and the way that the guy is look, talking to him, and, he, and they walk into JoJo's room, and they, there's all the Hitler stuff, and he's like, this is how a boy should live. But the way yeah. that those Germans, the, the SS is walking through the house, just looking to see if there might be Find a anything. Jew behind the fridge, yeah. Was, yeah. Very, it was crazy intense. And uh, you, you should watch it, Ted
0: and Norma.
3: I, I, actually, yeah. I actually have a copy of that movie. Yeah, I should watch it. But in
0: Glorious Bastards, I like the revisionist history. Uh, I think we talked about it last week. Yeah. You know, Hitler dying in the theater. Um, I, it, it's weird that our rules are, you have to be absolutely in love. Because I'm not in love with this film, but it's another one where I completely enjoyed it. For the right. longest time I was watching it.
3: Well, you know what? If you feel good about putting it on your list, Matt, there's no judgment here. You, you put it on your list.
0: I feel like we got such tight rules around this thing. But I, I, wanna... I
3: did like uh, the trickery, which he pulled out again in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the revisionist history, as you say, because I remember in yeah. the theater the whole way through the movie, I was like, well, obviously their plan fails. I mean, they don't <laughs>
0: yeah. They're like
3: we're going to burn down this theater to kill Hitler the whole movie. I said, <laughs> we already know the plan fails. Yeah, we know yeah. that. And then suddenly Hitler's getting blown to pieces with a machine gun. You're like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> what happened?
3: I remember, I remember that kind of made me go, holy shit, what the fuck? Oh, my God, he rewrote history. Can't believe it. Yeah. So and he tricked So he tricked me, and then he tricked me again in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because the whole movie, I'm waiting for that scene. And then it suddenly it's all flipped on its head.
2: There's a hook to the left.
0: <laughs> hook to the left, hook to the right. Yeah, the uh, right, Eli Roth was in this. Yeah, Eli, Eli Roth. Roth was in this. Uh, our, our buddy Eli. And that, that's whenever I watched this. You he know. was the bear
3: Jew, as Brad Pitt would call him. The bear, the bear. Jew And And, and I,
2: you know, Eli Roth literally sent us a video talking about zombie cast. And at that time, that's whenever I saw this film. I was like, you know, you guys are telling me, oh, he's in Inglourious <laughs> Bastards and Cabin Fever and this and that and the other. Mm-hmm. Hostile. So that's whenever I actually watched this film. So back, I guess, just a couple years ago. So I didn't see it at current times when it came out.
3: Yeah, I, I saw it in the theater, like the weekend it came out, I remember.
2: Yeah, I, I, I bet there was a lot of theatrical laughs and but stuff our next, in that film. Okay, I'll go ahead.
3: I'll say it's time. To, I was about to move on to the next movie if everybody's done with uh, *Inglorious Bastards*.
2: Bastards.
3: I do bastards. love Brad Pitt in this movie, by the way. He's funny as shit. Yeah. Yeah, I like the line when he says uh, he shoots him, and he says. He says, uh, they don't give a fuck about me. They need you. And he says, you will be executed. You will be shot for this. Nah, probably just chewed out. I've been chewed out before. (laughs) And he's got that scar around his neck because they had tried to hang him. And and he had survived. He had actually survived getting hung. So he has this scar around his neck from a rope. That's right. That's right. Nice, cool little character trait. But, uh,. Next movie, uh, somebody else can pick up, is uh, Django Unchained.
0: Oh, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this
3: is on my list, yeah. like, hardcore on my
0: list. I love this yeah. movie. There's no denying it with this, uh, this This one. There's so many
2: scenes in this, like with Pulp Fiction, iconic scenes. There's so uh, many
0: memes
3: born from this movie. Like, yeah. or just That's recently. The Leo one? Yeah. Just recently, <laughs> that one of him sort of with his tongue out, kind of going, that just recently became a big meme. Yeah. Yeah, I love that.
2: But Leonardo DiCaprio I thought killed it in this film. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jamie Fox did. But, but the thing that I liked about it was like it was almost like you felt like that you were on a sound stage at all times. Like, like 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 the the background, the trees, it, everything was just like perfect at all times during this film. It, it was like, like like they went frame by frame just to make That's sure every- that everything was spot on.
3: Well, that's every Tarantino movie, how he, like, that's how Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, every detail is, like, flawless of how he sets it up, but I, I just really loved the dynamic of this, this slave who this, this white man, German man, comes and frees him for, you know, like, a business reason, really, but he starts yeah. to actually care about him, and oh my god, Norma, oh my god, Norma! She just straight up not even to the show. What's going on? (laughs) She needs to understand that we can. She needs to mute her mic when she walks away. But um, I I just I like the whole thing that he trained. He started to care about Django and actually trained him and turned him into this badass. And and one of the funniest scenes of the movie is when he takes him to the store and he's like, he's like, I want you to go in there and pick out any outfit you want. And Django, he's been a slave his whole life. He can't believe he gets to pick out his own clothes. He's like, anything you want. And Django comes walking out and he's in like that crazy purple prince outfit. That's right. The whole theater just lost it. It was so fucking funny. <laughs>
0: uh, Christopher Mintz is uh, fantastic in this, and I think he became, like, a Quentin Tarantino favorite after two. Who is? who uh, is Christopher Mintz, the, the German. The German.
3: Or the, I thought that the bounty that Christ- Christoph Waltz.
0: I'm sorry. Why did I say Christopher Wait. Mintz? I mean, I talking about Mick Vlovin. <laughs> Well, he was also, well, he was in
3: inglorious ba- Basterds, he won the Supporting Actor Oscar for both movies, too.
0: Oh, wow. Um, one of my favorite scenes in this is the, uh, the killing the, uh, the, the KKK during their rally.
3: Oh, yeah. But, uh, give me Jonah a second, Hope. I'm going to text Norma and tell her she's really loud and we can fucking hear every word she says. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to hang yeah. up on her. Is there a way? <laughs> Hello? Hey. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, yeah. Are you still recording? Listen, we can just leave this saying it doesn't matter. But I'm yeah, saying, yeah. Uh, I'm recording. I'm saying that's really loud, and she yeah. doesn't hear us.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think so, she,
3: I think maybe she finally muted herself.
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> I kicked her off the call just to be on the safe <laughs> side. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, because
3: I'm a good lord. So uh, somebody put no, it in chat
2: that we'll call her back whenever we need to. No, but
3: I I, lo- I loved Christoph Waltz training him. I loved all that in the scene. Uh, yep. the di- the whole dinner scene. With Leonardo DiCaprio and Samuel Jackson being all suspicious, that to me is right. like absolutely riveting. Right. And it's long. It's long. It's a conversation. But unlike Inglorious Bastards, you know, you you were riveted by that. I think that scene, the build up and everything about it, is
0: so the tension. The yeah, tension.
2: Sure. It's so good. Listen how quiet it is, man. It's like all the ambient noise went away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Samuel Jackson was fantastic in that movie too because he he definitely played like. What Why did you he... call him like um, you, a traitor? You
3: call that but... you call that, and I can't say the word. It's called the house inward.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, but he was also a traitor, right? Because he, he was all about just like. He was, he, yeah,
3: he, he, he was like happen. a, t- I think, I don't, I'm never, you know, I don't want to say it's very, you have to walk a, you know, a tight rope about saying yeah. things. Um, <laughs> but he was definitely, he was the most racist person in the movie, basically.
0: He was. Yeah, yeah and
3: <laughs> because, I mean, like, um, he, you know, he had served the Candy family and turned against his own kind and everything. And, like, there's that great line when, like, they show up to the house and, and they're like, he is not a slave, Django is a free man. And in yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, is scum, but he's being respectful and he's saying, go, uh, this is Django is not a slave here. He's been freed. He's like, so go fix up our two finest rooms for our friend, Mr. Django <laughs> here. And he yeah. says, you're going to let him, you going to let him sleep in the bed. We're going to have to burn the sheets. Jesus. He actually says that. And, I mean, and, and yeah, so it was a really interesting dynamic between all of them.
0: I, I love Quentin Tarantino. I think I mentioned this last time, too. But there is always an excuse to use the N-word in this God, his film. he said
3: it. I'm Dude, dude, dude. I remember after <laughs> that movie, me and my two friends. That movie came out at Christmas time. I think. I can't remember exactly when because I was in Atlanta at the time. Yeah. And me and my two friends went to Burger King or Wendy's after the movie. And we were sitting there and we were all like, holy shit. How many times did they say the N-word in that movie? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like a... <laughs> It, it got it's it got so bad I was getting like uncomfortable like good
0: lord, yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. Under like, okay, Quentin, we can... To-
2: what was it, country grammar by Nelly? Towards like like the N words like forty seven times.
3: It's like nice. hundred. It's like two hundred and forty seven. To- like, yeah, I bet you can look it up. Let's. I'm gonna look it up.
2: But the, w- w- one of the things oh. that, that I that I really liked about this film is is how they pointed out how dumb. White people can be at times, <laughs> you know. Like whenever you think about history, and you think about, you know, like 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 Mister White having all the power. It, from from what I remember, like it, I just loved how they doing that. Like whenever they're, they 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 got the convoy and Leonardo DiCaprio's there and they're all, you know, on horses and got all the stuff going. Yep.
3: You know what's funny is I started I typed in how many times is the N word. And Google <laughs> auto-filled it with "said in Django." Okay. T- <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It literally auto. Norma, Norma, you got to do something. About it. Shh,
1: good. Keep going. What? Keep going. Keep going. We heard no, your whole talking conversation. Talking whole it was crazy. I'm sorry. I had to take a very important phone call. It was on mute. I swear to you no, guys. It was it not. Was, <laughs> no, no, like my button was blinking yeah. red.
2: Are you still recording? So enough. Yes, okay, recording. good. Yeah.
3: Um, this this article here says they don't have an exact number, but Variety says it is said no fewer than a hundred and nine times. Yeah, <laughs> about so. yeah nine times. Which one are we nine. talking about In variety, now? Variety. They counted at least a hundred nine uses of the N word. Oh my right. God! There's a Django and Chain N word supercut on YouTube. That's cool. That's Django
1: and Chain. I love. <laughs> I really love Django and
3: Chain. Yeah. Oh, I, I Norma. Think it's you're worse. on video now too. I
1: know. I'm saying hi, you guys, and you're saying nothing.
3: Huh? <laughs> well, you interrupted our Django talk.
0: Yeah. Uh, <gasps> you uh, derailed our Django.
3: Good. Good. Wow. <laughs> that was
2: like some
0: spice on her tonight. All right. So, but
2: but th- you know, th- this is one of those films that that I could watch and catch 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. And be satisfied with it. You know, it's like one of those games where you can play, like when you're waiting in line at Walmart to pay for your groceries, and just get a little bit here and a little bit there. But but there, there there's so much to this film as a whole. It's almost like there's chapters to this film that that, that are significantly sectioned off. You know, from one thing to another. But I, I love it. Absolutely love this I, I, film.
3: I also remember laughing in the theater that the the, the theme the song Klansman. is literally, the, the theme song is literally going. Django! Django! they're just yelling Django and the theme song over and over. Again. And what
2: what was the scene yeah. to, to where they had all the? It was, it was like the clan where they were on the horses and they couldn't see. That's the one I was talking yeah, about. They oh, had, yeah, they, yeah, they they a
3: hill. Yeah, and the guy was complaining like my my wife spent all day working on these masks. <laughs> Can't you know? see, Shit. Okay, so we're
0: doing the masks or no masks? Okay, let's raise our hand. one of Jonah Hill
3: was one of the guys.
2: <laughs> that is awesome.
3: I need to see this film again. It's it's been a while. Uh, and w- did you know Will it. Smith? They wanted Will Smith to be Django, and he turned it down due to like the, the excessive use of the n word and all that. And I like Jamie Foxx is an Academy Award winner, so I think yeah, you know, he's great in that role.
2: Hmm. That is awesome. So,
3: uh, Django
2: and Chainman, highly, highly on my list. So, that might make my list.
3: Can I tell you something, too? I I never noticed about Django and Chain that's interesting. That Terrence, definitely by deliberate, is whenever you see in that movie the violence um, perpetrated against the good people, like Django, his wife, Christoph Waltz, uh, uh, or any of the other slaves, it's like graphically realistic. But whenever any violence is perpetrated against one of the bad guys, it turns into like like a cartoon where they're like squibs exploding and it's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: and yeah. that's
3: that's obviously a creative decision because he wanted he, to make those people look farcical. He makes them like like cartoon like,
0: characters. Yeah, they're yeah. like
3: they're cartoon they're cartoony because they explode like it's a video game. Where but when you see stuff happen like Django and them, it's very realistic. And I thought that was kind of something I never really noticed that uh, somebody recently was pointing out in a review I read.
0: That last scene is pretty cathartic, too. Just like just Jangle, just going all the, through the blood, house, just slaughtering He's everybody. He's using that
3: dead body as a, as a human shield, and it's just exploding in front of him with a bullet hitting it.
0: Yeah,
2: so uh, we talked about it uh last week about the beer pour, about how they have he has these signature things that he does in films. Was it was there anything else besides the beer pour in this movie that you guys recall? Is to like that's Quentin Tarantino doing this thing, like, like the
0: coffee and with the wolf. I think it's every scene, every dialogue, scene is Quentin Tarantino doing his thing in this movie. <coughs> just a lot oh, of geez, uh, yeah. a lot of cool stuff. Right, right. I, I always
3: I always liked uh, whenever they would shoot somebody and then the the people would come and surround them and it looked bad. Christoph Waltz always had the let me do the talking and he would raise his hands and go, "If you reach into my right pocket, I have a signed document <laughs> from the governor of Utah that said, you know, he had that <laughs> yeah. same planned speech every time." <laughs> and by the time it was done they were just like let they just let him walk away it was that was always funny Ted you t- take he did it over and over.
2: I'm jealous, like, like, like how much you take in movies, man. You remember, yeah, right? all, you remember, so, much you remember so much. I, I wish that, that I could take in... A, it's almost like well, you, I, you smoke a bunch of weed and watch a movie and you no, take it all in.
3: I, I don't, I, <laughs> I've never done cool. drugs. I've never drank. I've never anything. So I have, unlike you three, I have all my brain cells.
0: <laughs> I may have brain cells, Ted guy. I have some <laughs> in there Is somewhere. Is a drug anymore? I think that's
2: just common...
0: Weed is a—it's a self-medicating substance. It's yeah, a self-medicating.
1: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. But but I, I love the details that you give, Ted, and when in films like this, I, I would have never—I mean, I love Django Unchained. Maybe, maybe Ted's telling us that Django should not be on our list. But no, I, 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 like I love, to, love to hear you. I, I, I love to hear you describe a movie, Ted. You you do it in good detail, and especially if someone hasn't seen the film, your detail is like. Over the well, top, I, good.
3: I, I'm a per, I'm a person too, though. Like, if I like a movie, I I watch a lot of, I listen to a lot of discussions about the movie. Yeah,
0: you go on videos. Like, and stuff
3: I can't like just that watch too, really. a movie. I have to go listen to people discuss it and and, and stuff like that. So you know, it's like, I, I I like to analyze a movie that I like. So.
2: Right. Hey, I but just hateful, saw this. Hate, I, I, sorry, are, I just saw this headline. It says Nev Campbell is back. Is Sidney oh, yeah. Prescott?
3: There's cream. Yeah, that Yeah, Poor girl. That. that that poor girl. How much more can Sidney Prescott <laughs> take? five movies her whole life has been ru- ruined a, by these fucking ghost face killers
2: she's just ghost got a sex girl? sexiness about her though man the brunette hair is i, I don't know man she's i love Nev campbell
3: got yeah, her cool. but i mean but yeah this has gone on like since she, she's like she's like in her 50s now and well, she's she
2: left getting, the series though right
3: no she the, they all three of them have been in all of them uh, uh, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, yeah, and her. So what was the she,
2: last one, though? I remember we went to the theater to see Me and Freeman Mommy, there weren't many people in the theater, but it was a, it seems like they talked about Sydney a lot, but she wasn't there no, was, a lot, right? Yeah,
3: she was in there. Yeah, she was in there. Her, her niece was uh, Emma Roberts, and Emma Roberts was jealous of, all, of, of Sydney, and she was trying to recreate, like remake the first movie.
2: Got you. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking of the funny ones or something.
3: You're thinking of oh, scary movies. Scary movie. Scary <laughs>
1: scary movie. <laughs> Those are great.
3: God.
2: Free Mom. Right. Django and me. Chain. Yep. Top Django the, and Chain. So what's next on the list, Ted?
3: The uh, Hateful Eight, which is definitely on my ah, list too. I, I love de- Hateful Eight. Yeah. I,
2: yeah. Hateful
3: Eight. I, I, love, oh, man, so I
2: love this movie. I love that there's a twist, like, over two hours into the movie.
0: <laughs> there, <laughs> it is a long one.
2: There's a what twist. The twist
0: again? Remind me. I'm having a hard
2: time. Uh, the People in the Basement.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. It's uh, what what is that guy's name? That guy was here in town. Channing Tatum. Yeah, he was here in town not long ago, and he stopped at a convenience store, and was doing all these sexy dances with this elderly woman working at like the Circle K, and <laughs> okay. and people stop by there now and see this woman who danced with 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 the guy that all women drool over.
0: <laughs> that's Tatum. funny.
2: Yeah. That's like yeah.
3: that's like a marriage children. The man who met Andy Griffith. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt but,
2: but remember, that
3: reference probably. But remember, he was in the basement. It was kind know. of a twist. Oh, you don't know uh, you don't, oh, get that reference on no, the really show? No. they went to they went to Dumpwater, Florida, on vacation, and there was a serial killer who tried to kill the Bundys, and the oh, and the town okay. the town was only famous for two things: their serial killer, and they had a guy there who was famous because he was the man who met Andy Griffith. That's right.
0: That's and they're like, right. that's, wow, that's an old Ted. Come down yeah.
3: tonight, to the you can meet the man who met Andy Griffith. And the twist at the end, the man <laughs> who met Andy Griffith turned out to be the serial killer. Now, w- one thing that I
2: liked wow, about that... a deep
0: cut, Ted. Jeez.
2: The Hateful Eight was... Uh, I don't know if you ever got this whenever you were a kid, Ted, being in the South, but whenever you was a kid, was your dad ever just watching the spaghetti westerns and, uh, you know, it'd be a John Wayne something on. And, and and if you remember, or if you're familiar with the Spaghetti Westerns, them things were like five and six hours long. So, like, a John <laughs> Wayne movie would literally no, last...
3: It no. uh, would he, be he would, on not, for
2: hours. He wouldn't really watch those, no. And he, and I, I hated them as a kid, but they would suck
3: me in. No, to where, he didn't watch Westerns much.
2: And, and I remember we, we would be watching these... I mean, the old Westerns, like, John Wayne films were just long it's like they would just last forever hours and hours uh but the thing i like about django and chain is, is like is like you're you're on a ride man and and it's like like if you're watching it at home you can pause it make you some popcorn watch a little bit pause it you know what let's let's throw uh uh Titino's pizza in the oven and, and it's almost like a, a i don't know it's just a delight watching and it's a delight being so long that I, I, I really love this film. I
1: really well, like. It. it's like never at any w- point am I feeling this movie is taking forever to get to the point. To this point, no. like I am one thousand percent entertained
3: and engulfed in this movie.
0: Everything's engaging. The dialogue. Yeah. Every well, scene is like in, the incredible. chariot ride is one near about an hour yeah. at the beginning. I, right? I was
3: going to say that about the chariot ride. Like people bitch about the chariot ride, and I told you there's been Tarantino scenes like death proof for that second scene in the middle with the girls and the cafe when it goes on forever where i yeah. just couldn't stand it but the chariot ride in this movie i was never bored for one second during and that thing went on for 45 minutes <laughs> and the thing that i liked
2: about the chariot ride was was it, it was just people riding in a chariot but they picked up a guy and they were headed to town and you know they were going to talk to the banker well they they passed by a guy and he's like "Well, I'm, you can't talk to the banker because i'm the banker but you taking me." It's gonna be no bank talk type deal. So they ride a little bit further, and then you got the guy that's gonna sign the contracts, and you know it's almost like they was picking up people that they needed to talk to in the town. But the, yeah, well,
3: the, it was almost the, the, whole just the gr- dynamic of that of having the girl in there that was such a shit talker. And, yeah, like, they broke it up with like Samuel Jackson punches her, and she falls out of the wagon and rips Kurt Russell out because he's handcuffed to her. <laughs> yeah. like, it had that moment, that moment of levity. that kind of broke up how kind of boring it was, but. I was not bored for this. I remember, no. um, I think I told you this, I went and saw that movie at the, the New Beverly Cinema, and it was like February, and Ooh. it's co- it's cold at night. I saw it at the actual Tarantino-owned theater, and oh, cool. it was a midnight screening, and I remember going to see it and, and just sitting there, and I, I walked out of the theater. I did not get up to go to the bathroom or anything. I walked out of the theater at 4 a.m., and I was walking down the street to my car, and it was cold, and I remember had that feeling of like, I just saw a real good movie.
0: You were entertained. That little, yeah, Yeah. that little
3: skip in my step. And I even ran back. They gave everybody, it was that, it was like the, whatever, like this, this, the, whatever, whatever millimeter film road show they were doing. They called it the road show. I can't remember what it was, what it was, but they gave you like a, a limited edition poster. If you saw it and I saw it and I forgot my poster in the theater. And at four in the morning, I knocked on the doors. Like I forgot my road show poster. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, no. I want it. it did you go back and get it I, I went back in and got it yeah and it's in a drawer it's, it, it was a small poster but um yeah I just loved that whole I love that movie beginning then I love that whole thing I was entertained I was the whole time when Kurt Russell gets knocked out about halfway through it <laughs> <out>.
0: <laughs> shut the damn uh, door that, it just felt like a like a perfect stage play and I I thought I'd read that it was a ri- originally written as a stage play mm-hmm and you can tell, like it's it's almost just one set, right? It's the inside mm-hmm. of that uh, yeah. that cabin. Yeah. But it speaks to his talent that he can write three and a half hours of just inside a cabin, and every moment is amazing. It's
1: still entertaining. You know, it was yeah. actually supposed to be like a uh, a sequel to his uh, Django Unchained*.
3: Yeah, it's it's oh. something I've noticed, Norma, and in, uh, interesting uh, is interesting is if you include *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood*. I got a burp. Hang on. Uh, there's three <laughs> mo- there, there are three movies in a row he made that heavily involved cowboy bounty hunters.
2: Right, three movies yeah. in a row
3: because that's yeah. what that's right. Leonardo DiCaprio plays a cowboy bounty hunter on Bounty Law, so it's kind of interesting that he did that three movies in a row. He had three westerns in a row starring bounty hunters.
2: Yeah, it's true. That's w- w- very, very true. W- would you say that Quentin Tarantino is the Hunter S. Thompson of, of filmmaking? I wish t- I wish Tarantino would write books like Hunter Thompson. I don't know what that means. Like 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 Hunter S. Thompson is like you know he <laughs> it, it, it was you know the, the guy the movie Fear and Loathing was one week in the life of oh. Hunter S. Thompson. So Hunter S. Thompson like like he would like he could describe like what an orchid looks like, and it, and it's the most crazy, mind blowing, joyful thing that you've ever heard in your life. And, and he would just speak in this rhythm
0: that, that was unique. Yeah, he's got a cadence to his writing. Yeah, right. right. Just, Hunter S. Was Thompson. was gifted.
2: So, like, gonzo journalism is what they call it. But, like, he would take LSD and get on Air Force One and write about his experience instead of the president or stuff like that. He would write about the oddities and stuff. But you, 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 you know him a little bit more, right, Matt? Hunter S. Thompson.
0: Yeah, no, his writings, yeah, he's a talented writer, just like I think uh, Quentin Tarantino is. He, he understands what sounds good right. To right. hear.
2: Like, when you walk in my house, there's a painting of Hunter S. Thompson that greets everybody. It protects my front door. <coughs> but uh, I love some Hunter Thompson. But I, imagine if Quentin Tarantino wrote a book, and, and you know, like, like he put thought into every word to a 300-page book. I mean, it would probably be a masterpiece, right? He did.
0: That's his films. Yeah, <laughs> that's, think, that's what I'm saying. You know, but, his, but his strength is his writing, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, I'm so trying to think. Uh, well, well, I'm trying to think of everything about this. I, Perfect movie, I, man. You know, whenever I yeah. went to see The Hateful Eight, it was a guy's night out. I took Ashton with me. Uh, it was. It was all my eight of my bros. Everybody hated it, man.
3: Everybody, yeah. Everybody hated. Hate this movie, and I, I feel like it's is probably his least beloved movie, and it's de- yeah. it's in my top. Jack chance gotta be that. Three, it's in my top three favorite movies he made, probably. But some right. people just hate. I, 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 know what, it I I'm anonymous. a fan of the Who Done It. Like we said that last week. Yes. Like I really enjoy movies like the, the the new, uh, or the, Orient the Orient Express. Orient Express, uh, I, and that's yep. why I like this, and I like I. There's something about. Um, and I, I, something I want to talk about later, the game Until Dawn, that, that PlayStation game from a few years ago, it like mm. something about the cold. You're in this like cold environment and they did the cold, snowy environment so well in this movie. Like I felt cold. I was in the theater and I literally felt cold watching this movie. Like I felt I was in that cabin. Yeah. You know, and that's what he captured and that's, that's sort of like what um, Until Dawn had a great, sense of freezing your ass off in the, in the snow in yeah, the wilderness you know it's
1: funny that yeah. you say that Ted because I, I was like literally like I could feel the cold like yeah. they just portrayed it so well that I'm like I think I need a blanket I remember just kind ca- of <laughs> getting behind the couch and pulling out a blanket
3: but <laughs> even more so than the revenant because everybody talked about how the revenant made you feel cold I was like no hateful eight man that, well, that movie got me well the hateful eight they made the
2: cold such an evil thing you realize that cabin was such a lifeline you know, those four walls, yeah. without those four walls, life is not possible.
3: And, and even in the cabin, yeah. they were still freezing because it's just a cabin with a fireplace. Right.
2: And
3: uh, there's nowhere to go because you go outside, you're going to die because the storm was so bad. So they were literally stuck with each other in that cabin. Right. So what was the premise of the movie? There was a murder or something, right? It was, it was uh, Kurt Russell had a bounty, and there was people, someone in the bar was in cahoots with jennifer jason lee and was going to attempt to kill everyone else in the bar and break her loose but you didn't know who it was that's so it, it was kind of a whodunit
2: another one i've seen it one time in the theater this is the only time that i've ever seen this film yeah. so boom there and we go.
3: the last movie yeah, kind of on like the it. list is the one i actually had not watched i just watched it and i'm gonna tell you let me tell you sean i sat through this movie twice Oh. Twice. I, I put it on in the background and was even more as just as engaged. Once upon a time in Hollywood, you pick up so much more stuff on the second viewing, just like just I need how much they again. cut just how much they cut between DiCaprio and Brad Pitt and Sharon Tate and the Manson Ooh. family and how the Manson family is in the whole movie. They're placed throughout that whole you don't really notice it the first time watching but when you know what the ending is and you know where it goes, like yet yeah, the Manson family's in that whole movie.
0: You know, yeah, they got a big presence, especially at uh, Hot Chick or who might. Be
3: yeah, teenager, I mean, they so. show them like they're they're searching the garbage can and right at the beginning of the film. You know, and all that they're searching the dumpsters.
2: On Instagram, yeah. I follow a lot of the Manson family from the film. A lot of the girls. <laughs> <it's>, oh, from <laughs> the film, okay. No, no, no. A lot of the girls. <laughs> the, it was in the okay. movie, and and their portrayal in the movie, the hippiness and all that, is. The way they are in real life, like, like oh, yeah. a couple of those girls are like 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 that's the way they. I mean, like going to concerts and Grateful Dead type stuff. It was almost like they went to a Dead show and found true hippies to play some of these parts. And I know Dakota Fanning, the little girl that was in all the movies back in the day, was mm-hmm. the main girl for the Manson. I didn't
3: even notice that was Dakota Fanning until someone told me later.
2: Yeah, yeah, she, she was she it, was
3: Squeaky Fromm, who later. Isn't she the one who tried to assassinate Gerald Ford?
2: Yeah, yeah. And, uh... uh, But it's almost like they went to a dead show or or a dead reunion show and found true hippies to play the hippies that that were the Manson family. Yep. So, a little thing there. But, but... What?
3: Well, I was gonna say, I I thought the dynamic between DiCaprio and, and Brad Pitt was amazing. They were both so likable. They were legitimately good, good people. You know, yeah. they didn't make them Hollywood assholes. They were actually really good guys. And like you said, Brad Pitt was very lovable, and all that. And you could tell they really cared about each other. Um, and I just thought all that stuff with like the the, the <laughs> DiCaprio's acting was so good when he's he gets to crying quite a lot in this movie. There's several yeah. scenes of him crying that are really funny. There's the interaction with the little girl that like really cute little girl when she tells him it's in the trailer. She's like. That was the best acting I've ever seen and he gets to crying about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, there's He this, wants to be I, such I, a man and it's weird because
2: you know, he, he wants to be a man and he wants to be tough and then you got Brad Pitt that is like the men of all men. And every guy watching this, I don't care who you are, you're like, "Man, I would be that dude in a heartbeat." The way he climbs on the roof when he's fixing the roof and yeah, he's, he's, th- stunt th- he's just got this up on the, way the roof. This and, and and I'm the most heterosexual guy that you will ever meet, but he had this sex appeal about him that even you know, whenever we had Lou Temple on and he was talking about, like, man, talking to Johnny Depp, looking into those eyes, man, R- is Lou really, Temple, really in movie, sucks you in. Way. Right, right. But but he's... Yeah, he was. True. But, you know, Brad Pitt, for me, kind of has that in here. You're just like, man, that, that's a sexy dude right there. That's like the perfect oh, yeah. dude.
3: He's getting better looking as he gets old.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's
0: got that distinguished yeah. Like, uh, thing. Yeah, out.
3: like, he's actually getting better looking, but... I, I what what I told you guys is I had put off watching that movie forever and I knew it was pretty long and I said I'm going to watch it for this show so I put it on like, like a Saturday That's night dedication. and I said I'm going to watch it for uh, I've always wanted to watch it I just never did and I'm like I'm going to watch it and I put it on literally 4 in the morning and I said I'm going to watch one hour and then I'll finish it tomorrow and I sat there for two and a half hours and watched the whole thing because I got instantly so sucked into it so like the sun the sun was coming up and I was finishing it. It's like holy shit. So th- this was oh,
2: right at right otherwise. at pre COVID yeah, when this came out. I agree with that. So did you? Was your expectations low for this, Ted? Were you just kind of like, no? Ugh. They were through the roof for it because it, uh, it was. I'll it was, go was ahead and pic- check this out for Zombie Cast. And it then was a Best blown Picture
3: nominee. It was a. I knew it was going to be good. I just thought I might be kind of bored, and I wasn't at all. I I just I thought it was great, and I thought now the that- scene where uh. That Asian what? movie beat this. Now you've seen this, that Whenever
2: because this was my, my argument back then. Asian,
0: Korean, yeah. Uh,
2: the, yeah. Yeah, the Korean movie. What was it called? Uh, Parasite. 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 And whenever I saw Parasite, I was like, man, that was a really good movie. I was like, but I don't think it was as good as the yeah, Once Upon a Time in
3: Hollywood. You had this, you had 1917, you had Joker. There were so many good movies nominated last year. And Parasite beat them all. I I still can't believe that. Of those four movies, of those four (laughs) movies, I might say Parasite was my least favorite. Honestly, can't, don't understand it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Parasite, like I watched, uh, not willingly, but it was on in the background, like a documentary, how they built that entire house for Parasite. Every scene is like meticulously crafted for Parasite. They put a ton of thought into Parasite. So I don't want to throw it under the bus. I think they're both amazing movies. Maybe Parasite won because Quentin Tarantino's got, like, hundreds of awards. He doesn't need another one, but... He's, he's never a, won
3: that Best Director well, one, though. He's never he's won Best Director and Best reason. Picture.
0: So,
2: what's next on his list? Is, it, is he this making is any end? more?
3: This is the end, but uh, I, I did want he's to he's say... Ten ten movies, yeah. there, there's a yeah. rumor that he wants to make a horror movie, and, and I, uh, this movie has one of the most tense scenes I've ever seen when, uh, when Brad Pitt goes up to the Spawn Ranch... Mm-hmm. Which which is where the Manson family lived. That whole scene was so well done and creepy and tense and everything. I was like, I I want to see a Tarantino horror movie. So yeah. there was a scene there, and I've seen this film
2: once, and it was like the the day it came out, we went to see this. But the, wasn't there a scene where he was on the farm and he beat somebody up or,
3: yeah, a guy stabbed a stabbed a uh, one of the Manson people, put a knife in the, the car wheel. And he said, that's my boss's car. And if, I, if, I, if my boss's car's tire's flat, I'm going to get in trouble. So he goes and he pulls a spare out of the trunk. And then he just beats the shit out of the guy and throws him on the ground. And he says, fix it. Uh. And the guy's <laughs> like, can I, get something to, can I get something to wipe my face first? He goes, nope. Oh fix God. it.
2: That is awesome. <laughs> I remember there was yeah. something there where you were just like, wow. And, and, and there was a lot of those theatrical moments on the Silver Screen, Ted, tour when you were with a group of people. That was a fun movie with a lot of strangers.
3: And, and Brad Pitt was a guy in that movie that was so – he's just a badass. Like, that's all it is because I, I was, like, listening to Red Letter Media, their review of it because I, you know, I went back and got because I skipped it before because I do not want to spoil. But it, the ending is sort of like – you know, those hippies went into the Sharon Tate house and there were a bunch of like little weaklings in there, honestly, and they killed them all. They said, but you know, anything, many different things could have happened that night. And this movie depicts what if instead of going to Sharon Tate's house, they went to a different house, you know, because this movie, Mm. they, they, they went in there thinking, you know, we're, we're badass, We're going to go in there and we're going to kill them. Then we're going to go kill Sharon Tate. But they ended up in the house with Brad Pitt, who they said was a war hero He's a stuntman. He beat the shit out of Bruce Lee earlier in the movie.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's right.
3: You know, which, which I thought was that was an imagination. Like, no, that, that was a flashback. That really happened because he was flashing back to, that's why Kurt Russell didn't like him because he had caused all that trouble. He beat up Bruce Lee. He's high on acid. And on top of all that, he has a pit bull that it will obey any command. And they all just got fucked up. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what it is. It's like you know, those guys could have gone to a different house and had a completely different outcome.
2: <laughs> Dude, I but, love but that I, character. I thought man. they were
3: gonna shoot Brad Pitt. You said that. I was like, he's gonna fucking shoot Brad Pitt, and it's gonna be the saddest thing. <laughs> and, and and I was saying the same thing because because you know everybody knows
2: the story and I, and. Whenever they were coming up to the house, I was just feeling bad because I I like Brad Pitt's character so much in this film. It's probably yeah. one of my favorite characters of all films ever made. I, I really enjoyed Cliff that booth. character. That I was actually I was bummed whenever they were walking up the driveways and stuff. Yeah. I was like, man, he's about to die. Man, they're really gonna I kill this guy. I didn't know what was guy.
3: gonna happen. I thought they were gonna. I and when you got the
2: shoot him, that shit, yeah. dude. I'm telling you, there were people running up and down the aisles like, oh my god, oh fuck, yeah. shit. <laughs> I mean, it was like the room exploded in the theater, man. It was nuts in there. And then
3: he he kills he he overkills the redhead though. He like bashes Isn't the, the flamethrower and all into that the, into, the, <laughs> into the bricks like ten thousand times. He pulled yeah. a wreck Pulled the wreck <laughs> And then and then but then the ending is like again the ending is is such an uplifting ending because at the beginning of the movie Leonardo DiCaprio is like he's feels real shitty about himself. He feels like he's washed up. But then he goes. I live next door to Roman Polanski, the maker of Rosemary's Baby. Who knows what could happen?
0: You know, I could get invited
3: over there. Something could happen. And and at the end of the movie, he's getting invited into the house, and he realizes, yeah, something did happen. He gets invited in, and you're you're kind of left to believe that after the movie, he got to know the Polanskis. He got in a Roman Polanski movie. He had all his dreams come true because of that. Brad Pitt got to come along, and all you know, he got to stay and and get to stunt for him and everything just, he, you don't see it happen, but it's implied to me that you're supposed to know that's what happened. Everything worked isn't, out for, for Isn't him. Polanski, hadn't
2: he avoided coming to America because he's a wounded oh, man?
3: Yeah. He, he, he lives in he Europe had, or somewhere, but he, he, he had sex with like a 12-year-old or something, and he can't, he can't come back to America because he's wanted. And they gave him the Academy Award for Best Director for the Piano. And they were all standing up and applauding him. And everybody's like, you're all applauding a guy that fucked like a child. Yeah. The, the piano or the, 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 pe- the penis? Uh, the okay, penis. Okay, okay. Got you. The piano's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> the pi- the, there is a movie <laughs> called The Piano. But that's sort of the, the thing in Hollywood where it's like, I know like Roman Polanski had a hard time. His wife and baby were murdered. But at the end of the day, he did have sex with a t- like an underage girl. And he can't even come to America because of it. And y'all just gave him the Oscar, and you're all standing up and applauding for a guy that has a pedophilia, sex molestation warrant. Yeah. yeah. And that's ho- that's Hollywood, man.
0: Well, Woody Allen married his daughters. So. Yeah. yeah.
2: And what what are some <laughs> nods? And, and, and we, we I guess we want to do the point system because we, we gotta get to the wrap up show. But what is
3: well, I, wanna, other- I do want to talk about something though, else. After
2: what, what are some other quick films that Tarant that we thought was a Tarantino film, but he's just a part of like from Dust till dawn he's in that film and he'd done something with that film ain't there several movies that he's a part of like desperado right
3: uh, what's true the other romance, one true natural born, born, born killers, killers. True natural
1: born killers that's one that I was shocked I didn't know about that
3: yeah so if you throw in like from Dust till dawn natural born killers and true romance he wrote all three of those and For Dust Dawn's one of my favorite movies, like, ever. I love George
2: Clooney, man. He gets all the big actors, don't yeah. he? I mean, even Selma so I mean, Hayek, stars. too. Then they did the yeah. TV
1: series that Ed directed a couple of episodes.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So, what, what did you want to talk about, Ted? And then we
3: we're, we're, do we want to get to who's but, the... the Biggest well, well, real quick, my my totals five: uh, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, Django, Hateful Eight, once Upon a time in Hollywood. As far as ones I absolutely love, that's I've got six. I, on I my love Pulp Fiction, but I'm a little tired of it because it's you know we've seen it so many times. But
2: I think I think I think it's gonna be Matt. I've got six on
0: my yeah. list. I've got eight. The only what? ones I didn't like is that's I mean Good, Matt. <laughs> eight eight with a big asterisk on it because like I don't know I I just love everything Current Tarantino some. I love a tiny bit less, but I still love them. Just right. like Jackie Brown, and I think there was something else I just didn't really care for. I can't okay. remember which one. Machete.
3: Oh yeah, Machete. what? How many did you do, Norma? I got four. Uh-huh. Four.
0: Yeah. I think we're all fans. I, the, judging by how we talked, we all love yeah. Tarantino. Yeah,
3: there's no movie yeah. of his I don't like. We're you're inter- We are all. No matter what it is, you're entertained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, I just wanted to talk real quick about, um, I beat... there. Have you heard of the Dark Pictures Anthology?
0: No. Yes, <clears throat> the video game.
3: Yes. I beat Until Dawn, like, finally, because I wanted to sell my PS4, and that's, like, a one the one PS4 game I never finished. So I went back and beat it, and I absolutely loved that game. Like, that game mm-hmm. was one of the best horror games of all time. But I realized the same guys, uh, Super Massive, they made... Another game called Man of Medan, if I'm pronouncing it right. And it was just put on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So I said, holy shit, it's from the same people. And I downloaded it, and it plays and everything is just like Until Dawn. It's like the exact same thing. And shorter, it's, though. Yeah, it's shorter. But it's part yeah. of what they've, I think, is this brilliant idea that I'm actually excited about uh, called the Dark Pictures Anthology. Where mm. it's like, it's an anthology of, it's like Creep Show. But instead of being a movie, it's actual short game stories. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. um, the first one, they're going to release one every six months. There's eight of them total they've made, and they're going to put one out every six months. And the second one comes out in uh, like Halloween Day, I think. Um, So it's called uh, uh, the, the the one I'm on now. The first one is the Man from Man of Medan. And it's, it's really good. I really like it. It's not as good as Until Dawn, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> and then the next one is uh, called Little Hope about the Salem Witch Trials. So I've gotten yeah. really interested in this whole Dark Pictures anthology. And this the concept of doing an anthology series of vi- horror video games is kind of a unique and cool idea.
0: I got a couple questions for you then. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I really liked Until Dawn too. I, I love like uh, Remy Malik and how it looked photorealistic. The, gra- the
3: graphics were so good in that game. Like, I, I was thinking, I yeah. wish they would have remade Silent Hill 2 with these graphics
0: because mm. it looks
3: so effing realistic.
0: Well, is there like a connective tissue between these? Like, is it just someone around a campfire saying like, I've got another tale for you? It, it, or are it, they just it, completely different?
3: These have nothing to do with Until Dawn. It's a new thing, even yeah. though it's literally Until Dawn, but they are mm. connected where you have a um, uh, uh, each game Uses the same logos and all that, but they're all—they have a guy called the curator, and he's right. like the crypt keeper. Where he's—he's he's an old guy, and he's like in the in the '60s or something. and He's on a train, and he actually sits down at a desk and he talks. To, he's kind of like remember Peter Excellent. Stormare in Until Dawn? Yeah. The the doctor. He's like that, but he sits there and he talks to you and he says, "You're about to partake in a most unfortunate <laughs> tale of five people lost at sea." every decision you make will will affect their survival. You know, and he starts talking to you and then, you know, just like in Until Dawn, like after you play a bit, it cuts back to him and he's flipping through some books and he says, oh, so far you've made pretty good decisions. No one's dead, (laughs) but that could all change. You know, and he's doing that and that's how Little Hope is. The next game, the same fucking guy in that same office. Now we have another tale and he pulls another book off the shelf. So I think that's really cool how they're doing that.
0: So that's how they connect them. Oh, that's yeah, neat. Yeah,
3: they connect okay. it with this 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 cryptkeeper type guy who sits at his desk and pulls another book and tells you the story. So I think that's kind of neat. But um
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's really cool. I should check this out. Games Pass.
3: Yeah, and, sure. and man from Medan is on Game Pass. I assume I love I, I assume PC Game Pass too, but it's uh, a yeah. it has a Sean Ashmore. You know, you had you had Hayden Panettiere and Rami Malek, I guess in the in la- Until Dawn, but you have Sean Ashmore who was in X-Men and he was in The Following yeah. and Frozen.
0: You he, know he's a twin right? Like his... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got a twin brother and I think his twin brother's been in stuff that I just attribute to Sean Ashmore.
3: Yeah. Wow. So well, he's, he's in this it. and then the next one has some guy that was in Midsummer uh, and some other celebrities. Yeah. So, again, it's an eight, eight, eight game thing and I'm, I'm very... I've, I've gotten suddenly really on board this train. I really want to see how this plays out because I've really... <laughs> until Dawn I absolutely loved. It's like in my top five favorite horror games now.
2: Nice. So, yeah. uh,
3: I just saw on bloodydiscussing.com,
2: Ted, I put a link in the chat. Uh, October 10th, History of Horror returns to AMC in October with six brand new episodes. That's the Eli Ross History of Horror, and uh, they're going to be exploring uh, magic-wielding witches, mishappened monsters, infamously evil youngsters, hell, hell houses, body horror. But uh, it's got Quentin Tarantino, Stephen King... Uh, you got some Tom Savini in there, Bill Hader, a lot of good people, Megan Fox, nice. Greg Nicotero, Rob Zombie, James Rowland, Jack Black, ton more coming. Of
3: course, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie will be on any special you're filming.
2: Yep, October tenth. But, but, that, that and they've back announced. like I,
3: I said this too. Uh, uh, you know, we we're talking about they want to cancel Halloween. Well, no, they don't. Like everything's starting earlier. The AMC announced also Fear Fest, their their annual Halloween marathon, where they show nothing but horror all day. It always starts around like October fifteenth. They're starting at October first this year, so Mm -hmm. AMC Fear Fest is going to go on thirty-one days of just showing all day. You know the Halloween movies, Friday the Thirteenth, like all that stuff. I am upset, Ted.
2: In two weeks, uh, so in two weeks I won't be here. We will be at Disney World, Uh, but we plan to go to Disney. We were going for Ashton's birthday, but Hollywood Horror Nights, dude, and it's canceled this year. Yeah, but they got the merch uh, for sale. So I'm, I'm, you know, being that. It was canceled this year. I'm going to try to get in there and try to get a merch shirt. Uh, well, that,
3: that would have started this Beetlejuice week. Beetlejuice was one ha- of
2: them, yeah. Ha-
3: Halloween Horror Nights always starts in the dead center of September, so it would have been like literally like tomorrow they would have opened
2: it. Every year from now on, you've always told me about these, every year from now on we will be going to, to Universal's Hollywood Horror Nights. Such a blast, man. A, Such uh, good details and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be there, man. But no... Uh, you know, Disney did away with their Halloween stuff. They got pumpkins and and they got the the atmosphere, but like uh, the the not so scary uh, Halloween at Disney is canceled and Hollywood Horror Nights.
3: Well, you know what? This year huh? sucks. Everything about this year sucks. But I, I'll just say, you know, a, a vaccine will be out at some point. You know, yeah. may, a, a year from now. Hopefully, things will be fine. And you got to think, you know, I know it's another year, but next next holiday, next Halloween is gonna be fucking banging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everybody's gonna be so excited to be doing everything, and, and maybe and we just every, gotta,
0: we just gotta yeah. calm down right now. We just gotta like do the work. Yeah, and like just don't fucking don't put yourself at risk. Don't go to parties. Just hunker down. Don't go to
1: movies. Just get it out of the way. I've done that week. wedding,
0: but I, but you know I yeah, kind of had to the a the barricade every single week. But even next year, Ted. <laughs> If
2: if you if you're not back in Los Angeles if you're in Atlanta you yeah, maybe we can you know, because we always get a hotel at Disney it, it would be nothing for you to come down and just stay a couple days with us at Disney yeah.
3: I, could drive, I could drive down there fly get off get a cheap flight to I guess we're not, not ready Yeah ready I, I guess could. not huh No Must be nice <laughs> Wait well, anybody's
2: welcome to, to drive down there
3: We we can't sure. We can't have Norma staying in the room she and Angie might start lezing out
2: I know Yeah we'll to film it okay. <laughs> Probably not but uh, but ten, I, I know how you and Subsy got up a couple times, and, and I know yeah. you've been to the Los Angeles one. But any way that I can help you go to the one in Orlando, uh, you know, you're, you're always
3: more well, than well. Shit, if I just got to show up and I can go, maybe I will. But yeah. I mean, I, I just think next year people are going to be like so pent up from this year, they're going to be just. It's going to be like the greatest Halloween ever, even though it's going to be on a Sunday night, which sucks. Yeah. I mean, it,
2: it, it would be nothing for you to come down and get a room key, and then even if you want to stay a couple of days and just kind of hang out in Orlando or go to some of the parks. But, but that way, you you know, I, I would like to be with you your first time in Orlando. So – Whatever well, I can do to make that to work, Canada, I will treat you to Niagara Falls. Let's go, Matt. Let's do <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs>
3: they,
2: they, don't they have haunted houses there at Niagara Falls? Oh, they have oh,
3: a good yeah. one.
0: Do they? Don't they yes. ever? I've heard they got a bunch of haunted houses. Joe
3: Bob Briggs went on like a whole thing about how Niagara Falls is like the greatest horror place. Like they have year-round. The round Canadian side. Yeah, on the Canadian they have side, year-round haunted houses up there.
1: Yeah, and they yep. have um they they do a countdown as to how many people can get through it.
2: I've heard that Niagara Falls and Mount Rushmore are the two most disappointing things that people see for the first time in person. They think it's bigger. Yeah, it's not a huge falls. Mount it's Rushmore not is tiny. tiny. Is it? Yeah. yeah, it's
3: apparently so little.
2: And it's in the middle of nowhere, so people you literally drive five hours into BFE. And it's, it's you like oh there it is it looks just like the pictures and I heard that Mount Rushmore's like the most disappointing thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and the arches in St. Louis was like have, a third.
3: But guys, I have let, no desire to see either. Yeah, whatever. But guys, let's
2: get to the wrap up show. We do want to remind you guys to go to zombie research uh, to go to zombiecast dot net first. Uh, check out our site over there, guys. Send us some emails. Send us some content for the show. Send us some love but i uh, click that contact tab up top and you got to put in your name and just send it. Uh, you know, you don't even have to type in our email. We, we do all that stuff for you. Send us a message. Uh, let us know where you're listening to us from and, uh, give us some content for the show. Is there stuff that you like, you know, movies that you like? Is, is there something that you Definitely. want us to cover? Uh, news stories and stuff like that. Keep us up to date as, uh, as we try to stay up to date with people, but go to zombiecast.net, our brand new site over there and check it out. And, uh, Another reminder to go to com is uh, we are the one and only official radio show of the Zombie Research Society. It's like the king fortress of zombies over there. So uh, check out zombieresearchsociety.com. And guys, let's get to the wrap-up show. And Miss Norma Latte, where can people find you?
1: When I'm not talking to my mom and at full volume, you can find me on Twitter under normie477. Yeah, mom. You can find you. Yeah. yeah, mom. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, everybody else (laughs) who had to hear that. I swear I had the mute button on and it's blinking (laughs) and everything. Anyways, um, you can also find me on Facebook under Normie Late. And um, you can, if you want to play Among Us, let me know and we will start a game because I just want to play. I want to learn this
3: Among Us game. It's
1: so easy. Yeah,
0: it's a lot of fun. And it's
1: a lot of fun. It's highly addictive. Before I knew it, I had already um, dropped four hours into the game. Didn't even realize it. So, yeah. So let me know. You want to play Among Us? Let me know. We will make it happen through my busy schedule. I promise.
3: Nice. Mr.
2: Tedekin, where can people find you,
3: buddy? Tedekin on all your social media outlets. The end. The, the end. end. And my man, Mr. Maddo McFly. Maddo, you I
2: love you, you, man. I owe you so much, man. Where can people find you? buddy? Uh, well, not in
0: Florida. With uh, right, John,
2: <laughs> <laughs> all of you guys are welcome. But I know Ted. Ted's there taking care of his parents, and it would be easy I for know, him just to h- know. hop in a car and and head south. Uh,
3: I, I could tell you. I could tell you some stuff that went on here uh, in the last few days, and it would uh, make you bring you to your knees.
0: I know. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's a hard time. Um, yeah, Mattel McFly. M A T T O M C F L Y on Twitter. Uh, VGO VGO, oh, VGO yeah. outsiders. Oh, no, sleep. <laughs> like... no Sleep No Sleep Podcast <laughs> Sean can you just <laughs> do mine for me <laughs> It's been a long day And your new game uh, what is your new game Matt You're the lead voice uh, Yeah Rest VR check me out on Rest VR It's uh, now available on Steam Hopefully it comes to other places as well uh, really proud of that I don't know if it's selling uh, doesn't look like it but uh, <laughs> I got two games under my belt so I'm hoping I kinda do something with this so yeah, oh, yeah. Well. yeah. Rest of VR. but you don't
2: worry about sales yeah. Matt you know what they hired you you nailed it you moved on that's all that
0: matters it's probably,
3: yeah, uh, it's probably better than that new Avengers game that came out
0: yeah you're you're kind of down on that ain't that you?
3: game's already dead I think I swear to god that game's already dead <laughs> I thought you guys it's were like, liking dope. that game too it's eh, it's it's kind of you first five minutes you're like this is pretty good and then you see how bad it is. Ah, uh, guys, you can
2: find me on Twitter.com/slash/FreemanDaddy5 and my Xbox One Gamer Tag is DJ Freeman Daddy and follow my DJing page where I love spinning and scratching records over at facebookcom forward slash djfreemandaddy Guys, Cobra Kai. You know, I watched season one. Uh-huh.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm so I'm, yeah. I'm,
2: I, we just started season two last night, and and I know I'm late to the game, and I'm not gonna even post about it because I know you guys saw it three, four years ago. But uh, oh. Ralph Macchio gets on my nerves on this show.
1: That's the only thing I don't yeah. like is him. I think they're doing it on purpose <laughs> though, Sean. <laughs> I just jumped on the oh, train yeah. too. Like I finished season one within 24 hours, and I just started season two. Uh, and Johnny's two days kids, ago, and I'm almost done bad. now with it.
3: The, the, they, but, I, they they want Johnny to be the one you kind of yeah. pull for, and, and Daniel to be yeah. the, the twerp kind of.
1: Absolutely. You
3: know. And Those I don't I don't her, like the, the I don't like Johnny's
2: kids acting.
1: I like I like Robbie's acting.
3: He doesn't look like he would be Johnny's kid. No. Yeah, the,
1: only there's, the there's something about man. him.
3: He does not look like he's he's that guy like Johnny's son. He so. looks like
1: a young Jonathan Brandis, that actor.
3: Yeah. And we'll find somebody right. for next week, uh, Zombies for
2: our A to Z with a horror icon. We'll do something. Uh, like I said, in two weeks, I think I'm going to be out in Orlando. I, I will get you guys the dates. It's the 24th week, somewhere there. But uh, I will. we'll probably be off that week. Uh, but we'll do somebody quick next week, like Stan Lee or
3: somebody like that. We'll find somebody
2: quick to do well, horror. W-
3: well, walk, and then Walking Dead will be back. Uh, right. At, that, that might Damn, the last I forgot about so that. Be- we got to do something. We get. We forgot about Walking Dead on the zombie cast. Show. Um, well, it's been such but a we long can do break. One, we we can do one more A to Z. Then I think we need to flip back to 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 Walking Dead talk. Yes, yeah, so the next I one we'll, we'll do
2: something quick or horror. Yeah. Horror. So, uh, I'm looking forward to the Walking Dead, man. I'm glad you said. We should that. do the
3: M Night. We should do the M Night Shyamalan thing. That's a Let's good. Let's do it. M. Night that's good a, that's yes. a good horror. That's a, that's a short one. We could probably get done in one yes. episode if we book it. I'll
1: probably it. win that one.
2: Horror and thriller, right there. But on behalf of the 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 mighty ZombieResearchSociety.com, dot com, Miss Latte, Teddy and Madam McFly, and myself, Freeman uh, Daddy Five, we call episode three hundred and eighty-nine of ZombieCast a total and decrepit, wretched, rotting rap. Good night, zombies. Wretched, rotting Good night, rap. zombies.
1: Wretched, rotting Adios, rap. zombies. Wicca, wicca,
2: wicca, Good night, zombies. <laughs>